welcome back to my podcast, The Steve Sully Study. I'm here at Woodbury House again, and I'm very honoured because I've got a fantastic artist in front of me. Um, he just told me off air that this is the first interview he's done for 10 years, and the interview he done previously was with, with the BBC, so I feel absolutely honoured. So, Temper, or should I call you Dr. Temper now? Well, you can call me Dr. Temper, yeah, it's <laughs> official, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, thank you for, no, uh, thanks for having me, Steve. coming thank down you. and, um, you know, uh, giving up your time and, and no sharing sharing some of this fantastic content that we're going to go no through now. Thank you. Thank cool. you. God bless. So, um, I know it was a bit of banter, but the doctor, what, where, where does that come from and what does that mean? Because I, I didn't even know that you could have be, be be declared as a doctor for graffiti. So tell me a bit more about that. So what's happened is, is over my um, career of like 25 years plus, um, I've done so many like sort of firsts and advancements of the art form. Um, they done some research and decided to declare me as a doctor, doctor of art. Amazing graffiti. So Amazing. I'm, I'm going to be um, having my my little hat and my robes and walking through Wolverhampton in in, in about three weeks' time. Okay. Like that. Um. So to to get that though, is this a certain like I don't know like uh, boxes ticked in order to to get that kind of that kind of recognition? Yeah, I think what they have to do is they have to prove that like my accolades are hundred percent real. And it's not just marketing sort of um, lines, like if you understand what I mean. So, like I had the award from the Queen for um, I Shelley for Ward, um, and that was for my contribution to art and community, um, for what I did in, in Birmingham and changed um, people's perception of, of graffiti and the art form. Um, also, like I was for, for about ten years, I was really like um, pretty much on my own, pre Banksy, um, pretty much on my own, like sort of fighting the cause through the media and stuff like that. So, and, and plus, like, some of the accolades that I've done, people are not aware of, like, so I took Sprite, um, Sprite um, Coca-Cola. Um, I had 100 million um, signatures on it. Okay. Um, and I took it from fourth place to first place in the lemonade market um, just by doing the artwork on it. Amazing. So, like, things like that was, like, people are not knowledgeable about it, but, like, it's been done. So they had to prove that was right. Yeah, and by doing that, they can make me a doctor. Uh, and and where, when did that happen? When you were doing the signatures on on, that on was the cans? Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. And two thousand and two, I um, created the first conceptual collection of graffiti on on canvases. Wow. In, a, in a contemporary gallery, um, and I sold twenty seven pieces. You know, within a few months. That's amazing. And I've gone on to sell twenty eight sellout collections. I, w- I want to start sort of more at the beginning of your life to find out why you got into art. But just on the subject okay. of like collaborations and stuff, I, as you well know, I run this podcast and I've been doing it yeah, for all my three years. Yeah, I've interviewed it. Cope Two, yeah. Crash, Days, Out Diaz, La Two, Remy Ruff, Ben Iron. Remy's been on there. Ben Iron. There's there's a bunch of others and. Yeah, yeah. It's been quite clear to see from the conversations that I've had yeah, yeah. the the crossover, the cross pollination yeah. from graffiti, then into street art, yeah, yeah, then more commercialized stuff, and yeah, yeah. also the collaborations with big organisations. So yeah, some of them that stand out for me is the Cope Two one with Adidas, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then next door, I, f- I forgot to to show you, but I've got a pair of Converse trainers, which okay. were done by Futura, okay, and they were limited, I think, 150 pairs yeah, at yeah. Colette which yeah, was a department yeah, yeah. store in, yeah, yeah. in Paris, which is yeah. sadly shut down now. Yeah. And I, f- I really feel that 
that has been one of the reasons why graffiti street art, contemporary street art has really boomed. Accepted, because yeah. it's, it's, it's allowed a, a younger demographic or a demographic that is not ready just yet to buy a limited edition or yeah, even a canvas it. work, yeah, yeah. but to own a slice of street history via clothing and merchandise right. and stuff. How important has that been, do you think, for the whole general street art community well, and I the think, market? I mean, at, at some points of, of the um, timeline, there's been areas where there's been more um, illegal stuff being done and then there's like there's people doing commercial stuff. Yeah. Um, when I did Coca-Cola, I had several well-known graffiti artists ring me up and say, thank you so much. Now Coca-Cola's accept, accepted it. So will everybody else. And it did. It turned everything, to be honest. So people went from doing £300 jobs to like 3000 and 30000 just because there was an acceptance by a corporate that, that size. So I did, I, I did Sprite, but also I did the Age Cube as well. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. How did that and feel when you done that? Andy Warhol's the only other person to Coca-Cola twice. Really? Apart from me. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. How, yeah. did that, how did you feel when you done that? I don't, I don't feel nothing. I just move on to the next thing. It's, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah, it's almost like when you do a painting as a kid and then you paint all night and the following day the buffers come and take it away. Yeah. I never felt anything for that. Yeah. It's just that I just keep on moving on. I keep on evolving. It's like a journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, it's not the same, but it's a, it's a bit like, you know, I would class myself, uh, myself as a salesperson. Yeah, yeah, I've got businesses. I run a podcast and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. when you strip all that away, yeah, yeah. I'm really a salesperson. And yeah. when you make a sale... Like even my missus or my mum or my dad say, oh, it must feel really good, like, yeah, yeah. you know, selling and yeah. knowing that you're doing something right, you're giving value, someone's Absolutely. buying some good uh, yeah, yeah. art, uh, you, you're creating a good service. And I say, yeah, for a moment you feel good, but then you just move on to the next. Yeah, and it, it must yeah. be yeah. quite similar being no, an I artist. I think it's very similar. I think like each painting, I have a conversation with each painting. And then once I finish that conversation, I move on to the next conversation. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right at the start when you were a kid then, yeah. okay, so you're from Wolverham Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton yeah, okay. <laughs> um, being a kid, was you always destined to become some form of an artist or is it something you kind of evolved into over time? I was born an artist. Um, and what makes you say that? Well, my mum says that I used to walk around the streets with a push chair, with a doll, that I poked the eyes out of, um, with a physics book. I used to say it was my Bible. Kissing lampposts. Yeah. Uh, and she says, I knew you was creative after that. Um, so, yeah, she always knew I was creative. And I, I always felt like I was looking at the world differently. Yeah. Um, so I always say that I'm an artist, firstly, and then I'm trying to be a human after. Okay. You know what I mean? Rather than being that's a an good, art, That's yeah, a good way of looking at instead it. Instead of being an, a person trying to be an artist, I was actually already there, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like... Um, as a kid, like, I was very curious. I used to take all my toys apart to make sure that I could put them back together again. I've kind of done that with my, with my soul and personality a few times as well. So, yeah, it's, um, I was always a creative person. That quote of I'm an art- artist first and be- trying to become a human yeah. is amazing. I'm definitely going to nick that okay. and, and, and use it somewhere. I yeah. think that's great. I've used it a few times. That's, 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 that's I'm, really, I'm really good. I'm into this time now. <laughs> So, um, okay, tell me what life was like as a kid, though. Like, what was life like growing up in Wolverhampton? I lived uh, with my granddad, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll tell you why I asked that. Yeah, yeah. As you well know, we are in the art space, but spe- specifically street art and Hamilton. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, yeah. part of the reason why I got 
drawn into the narrative and the backstory of Richard Hamilton yeah, yeah. is yeah the artwork is fantastic and yeah, yeah. yeah there's obviously a great future for his his, his yeah. market yeah, yeah. however I, I don't know whether it's me being a bit sick in the head but yeah. I like the controversial stories and I like the kind of edginess that New York was back in the 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. there were gangs there were drugs mm -hmm. there was prostitution there was stabbings there were shootings and all of that factored into the great artists that were in that era. Yeah. So, what was Wolverhampton like? Was it similar to what you just described? Was it similar, or yeah, was yeah. it was it yeah, slightly we had different? The Wolverhampton riots. Um, Clinton McCurman got killed by a security guard and police. Okay. And so, which triggered off um, a post-punk period. Um, a lot of people coming in from Jamaica. Yeah. A lot of mixed um, um, unemployment. A lot of things going on. Very, very, um, very desperate. A lot of people was so. It was kind of similar sort of sort of feeling, like you know. Okay. Um, and like people like Goldie used to say that like Bronx was similar to the area the where we was. So I interviewed a guy yesterday who, funny enough, Aaron from Dark Circle knows pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He's actually on the um, he's actually on the um, <laughs> Richard Hamilton documentary. He's a guy okay. called Nemo Labrizi. His okay. dad is quite sort of known in um, in New York. Okay. Sadly, passed away recently. A guy nice. called Rick Labrizi. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I literally asked him yesterday or the day before when I interviewed him, you know, what was it like with New York? Was it really as kind of glorified as what some of the documentaries made, yeah, made yeah. up? He yeah, said, yeah. look, Steve, when I tell you, I nearly felt like I lost my life three or four times yeah. by just being in normal situations. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, will, yeah. it, will, it will see someone and there'll be a conversation and before you know, knew it, the conversation escalated and then someone got shot yeah, and yeah. he said it was completely yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, being from like South London yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, yeah. it's almost hard to get my head around that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do understand by reading, looking at yeah. documentaries and also speaking to people yeah. that that kind of culture was actually happening in the UK in mm -hmm. certain parts of London, yeah, yeah. which I wasn't really exposed yeah, to, but also in different parts of, of the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Birmingham being one, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, obviously, now you're saying Wolverhampton. So yeah. was it really, really as dangerous as that sometimes? A lot of the time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... Um, I, well, I held my first gun when I was 14. Okay. Um, you know, not for any purpose, like, I was just giving it to shoot. Yeah. So I, I put, put my hand around, around the wall like that, and shot it through my arm back. It was as, oh. as exciting as this, all this stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's been a few times I got stabbed outside the kebab house. Did you? Yeah, and stuff like that, didn't I? Um, yeah, so... I'm going to ask you another... I'm not going to say that like, my life was like, some sort of gangster stuff, but there's a lot of... But you were in, in that environment. Yeah. yeah, I was in the environment. So but every single one of them are so proud of me as well now. Yeah. So crack dealers all right through to little old ladies. You know, they all think I'm, you know, I've done really well. Well, do you know what? Funny you should say that. Um, I always say this on my podcast as well. Part of the reason why I love the art market so much, opposed to, let's say, property or stocks and shares or something yeah, yeah. else, like different financial markets, you seem to gravitate towards all people from all walks of life yeah, yeah. i've had people in here which are just i would call regular people yeah yeah then you have like multi-millionaires you have celebrities you have very very influential powerful people yeah, and it, it seems like a bit of a melting pot that yeah. the art market sorry, sorry. is a melting pot yeah, yeah. for all different individuals yeah. and like what you just said there you've got yeah let's say, dealers from older, you know, females yeah, yeah. appreciating you as an artist yeah, yeah. and your work. Yeah. And I mean, plus, when you think about the 80s, when it first started all happening, it, it sort of kicked off in Wolverhampton and Bro um, Bristol first, graffiti. 
um, because a lot of their community was like travelling to their families in New York and stuff. So it came to us really early. Um, and I think Goldie have, have verified <coughs> that as well. And um, so, like, he was already like going backward and forth, like, with like, you know, the t- um, t- TWC, Wild Criminals, and TNT and or TAT and all that. So that was all happening really early on. And like, there was all this media campaign about how fucking destructive <coughs> it was and how horrible it was. It was gang related and this and other. But my first experience was I did a top to bottom in a subway and I had um, lookouts over end. Six over end, so I was the 13th. And um, I got fed up of them stopping me. So I says, like, unless it's the police, don't stop me. And um, and so this little old lady comes walking down, Indian lady, and she let me stand behind her and hold her hand and show her how it was done. Really? Yeah. And she, and she, was, she was scared about this gang. She wanted. She was more interested in how this art form was done. Uh-huh. But she could see it going up, but she didn't know how it was done. So she let me stand behind her and I did that. Amazing. So I knew that it, was, it wasn't what the media was making out, you know. Yeah. So that's that's why I've never had any hesitation in like pushing the art form, you know. Yeah. So you know, going back, <laughs> go, go go going back to that quote, then you said about an artist first trying to become a human, yeah. Se- second, yeah. Um, so I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, um, at what moment then did you actually start? Let's say. Um, dubbing on the streets and doing your artwork and that kind of stuff was it about 81 from 81, 81 so how old was you 11 11 11 um, and do you remember the first sort, do, of, yeah. sort of artwork yeah. you were doing it's called street level and um, I did loads of Zulu ones okay yeah because obviously I'd seen the news um, reel that was about Rocksteady Crew okay um, which was an early early news reel I think it was on the BBC I think and um and I, I love the idea that this art form was being done, but I didn't know how it was done. Thank you very much. God bless. And um, Low Level Station, Goldie and Page and all these have done this. Did you group. ever tag? I did tag, yeah. Yeah, yeah on, on the buzzies and stuff. I've got, um, in my house, I just had it installed two days ago, three days ago, a Futura tag uh, in my hallway. Yeah, man. And my missus, she was like, why have we got this? And I said, you don't understand what this is. This, is. this is, this is... Like OG stuff, yeah, that's it. like it's unbelievable. I've got quite nice like artwork, yeah, but, yeah. but that it means quite a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's just a tag. Yeah. And if you don't know street art or graffiti, no, it yeah. just looks like a tag. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it nah. means so much more than no, that. No, he was. I mean, he's an absolute valid artist. Future is. I mean, I'm from the. I'm sort of like from the strain of scene. So like I was like scene was like yeah. And I think if you look at people who like love Frank Futura. They sort of come from another strain. If you look at somebody like, you know, sort of, um, I don't know, um, who else? Say Dundee. Okay, Dundee, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, all different, you know, from from the um, sub, sub, subway, subway art and yeah. spray can art and stuff. So at 11 years of age, you yeah. started, and then, okay, talk to me, like, from 11 to about 15 and 20 years of age, okay. your your style and the way you were doing art yeah. must have adapted, changed, changed and no, morphed. I did, yeah. I mean, I, as soon as I picked up the can when I was 11, I knew it was going to be with me forever. I knew because it was like finding God. You know what I mean? It was just like it was a revelation. Like, I wasn't allowed to paint and draw at home, you know, because my father wouldn't let me. We lived in my granddad's house, so I used to go up into my granddad's bedroom and, we used to open a, a cigarette pipe, um, box up and I used to draw like Adolf Hitler and Mussolini and General Montgomery and, <coughs> and I used to do these little portraits. And he wasn't like from an art background, so he'd say things like, it, look, it looks fuck all like him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do it again. So that's how I 
It's my only teacher, you know. Okay. Um, and then I was left to my own devices then. I got kicked out of sc- um, art at school, so I did childcare. I got kicked out of English, and I went into a deaf unit. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I really, I shouldn't be able to eat, and I should be able to breastfeed, you know, <laughs> instead of paint. So no, it was a, it was an interesting school. If you could breastfeed, you'd be paid a lot of money. Yeah, I've, I've tried many a time. Yeah. I've tried. Um, but yeah, now our school, like it was, it was, it had trouble sometimes. So they brought in instead of sending all the kids to Borstal, they brought in Borstal teachers to the school, Deansfield. It was the first school to be banned from Europe. Oh right. Um, it was all the tr- there was all like school riots. Um, um, there was a lot of strikes, so we was getting less and less educated. And, less, and more and more left to our own devices. Okay. Um, so I spent more time painting. Okay. Um, and I was a b-boy as well. So, like, I was I was a popper, you know, a body locker, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So I was in a crew called Phase 7. Really? And the b-boys, the b-boys, the Wolverhampton b-boys, um, was like, it was like our version of Rocksteady Crew. Okay. So, like, you got Bubbles, you got Goldie, you got Birdie, Lewinsky... And they was like they was on Saturday Superstore and things like that. Um, so I was I was affiliated with them. So that's you know in ninety two, I think it was ninety two. I painted with Goldie. So yeah, we did a night piece together. And then um, I sort of I came out of the closet then, if you know what I mean. Before that, I had a different name, and I was just like bombing and stuff. What was you going uh, by before Tempar? Legally, I shouldn't say too much. Because <laughs> um, yes, I mean I did I did not too much damage more Ramson, but it was enough. Okay. So yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a royal name. Okay. All <laughs> right. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Do you know? Um, okay. So I, I've I've asked also this next question a yeah. few times to street artists. Um, you know, like tagging, um, being in maybe in controversial kind of streets yeah, where, yeah. where you're doing it, and yeah. what I mean by that, it might be gangs or whatever yeah, else, yeah. drug dealers. Yeah. And then going on tubes or actual train tracks yeah. or maybe, I don't know, yeah. wherever. Th- these are kind of very dangerous scenarios because if something mm-hmm. goes wrong, like you slip off a bridge or... Well, I will be fair, you, I've never done a train. I've only done one train. Okay. It doesn't appeal to me. Okay, fair enough. Was there any moments that you felt when you were doing your artwork that I could either get hurt here, I, I could get... my friend get electrocuted on a train track. And died? No, no, he had his leg amputated. Oh my god! Yeah. What was that like? Well, he, I, I heard there was a bang, and, and about a second later, I seen him fly past me. Jesus! Yeah. So did that, that did that knock your confidence a bit? Um, no, I was just glad that he was still alive. To be honest. Jeez. Yeah. And what did he do after that? Did he carry on no, painting? He, nothing. Nothing he at stopped. all. Yeah, stopped. Yeah. I'm still Jeez. seeing him limping around now. Jeez, and he's got a, an artificial leg now. Yeah, or something? yeah. yeah. Oh. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying because, I mean, I was, again, speaking to Cope and all these other people, I just... Cope's in, legends. I interviewed honest. recently Risk as well from yeah. uh, Los, Angeles. Los Angeles. He's also yeah. on the Banksy documentary. Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, like, it was quite normal that, you know, not every week, but every yeah, so yeah. often, a friend in your in your crew would get yeah. stabbed or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, whilst I mean, you were painting. I'll be honest with you, what, from my take, I'll tell you what's, what I feel is, is, is equally as uh, exciting is my children feel graffiti is absolutely normal. Do you understand what I mean? It's like, rather than it being, like, um, compl- completely, like, unaccepted. Yeah. Because I'm the parent, and, and, and it's th- what their dad does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the older kids now, like, but what I'm saying <coughs> is, it's through that, I, I love the generation that actually don't, don't look at it as a, 
as a as they a see it, they see it as an acceptance yeah, it's, it's like just, a it's part of everyday life culture yeah 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 and that's that's what acceptance doesn't mean to say there's got to be sellout you know acceptance is about knowledge and, and people understanding the art form yeah and i always wanted to make sure that like i didn't i didn't vibe off any trains you know i'd rather go to any pop jam and i'm going to draw it at home do you yeah. know what i mean so when it was time for me to, to sort of elevate my artwork, I went on canvas rather than on the streets. Yeah. So I came off the streets, to be honest. So you mentioned earlier about uh, you were part of a group that you was a popper. Yeah, yeah I was a popper. So dancing... Don't ask me to do anything. <laughs> I'm still later. good. I'm still Ma- good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? yeah, I have to prove it later. Yeah. Um, dancing, um, stri- street dancing, yeah. beatboxing, beatboxing. Um, DJing, any kind of music form, yeah. fashion, and also yeah. street art. Yeah. It, it's all kind of interlinked. Yeah, yeah. How would you say that, that hip-hop, rap, you know, the street dancing, street yeah, culture, yeah. how's that all kind of influenced your work? Well, I mean, I've always, like, um, I've always drawn B-boy characters. Even now I've got, like, a form of, like, a, a character-based, um, you know, sort of artwork that's called doodling. Because it's a form of, like, doodling. Do you know what I mean? So it's doodling. And um, it's me just dealing, like, with a pen, you know. And um, I've kind of, like, um, evolved them characters from the 80s. So, like, they've, you know, they've almost like, I had an art critic say that it's, like, equal to Picasso. Because when you look at my characters, like, you believe that they've got these facial features, but really, they've, all they've got is one slit. Do you know what I mean? They've got no mouth, they've got no nose, they've got no behaviour happening, but you can feel exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, I've, over, the, over the years, I've minimised their features. So now they've just got one eye, you know. And, um, and that's, like, sort of, um, I don't know, like... Like taking something and minimising it so much that it becomes like its own form itself. So um, that's one of my signature styles. Um, and but I'm an hip hop boy from from day dot. You know what I mean? I've, I'm like an encyclopedia. Um, and I've been fortunate to meet uh, quite a few. I did Master Ace's last album cover right. as well. So like I did Master Ace's last album cover, um, The Falling Season. Um, and as a kid, like I used to grow up listening to him. Um, I named my son after Big Daddy Kane. Okay, became friends with him. Your son was actually the reason why. Part know, of the reason yeah. why I hit, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit you back up. Obviously, Aaron, but yeah, then Kane it. said yeah, yeah. To, said to me over Instagram, yeah. "I like you interviewing yeah. all these street Did artists." He said something like, "If you've done coke too, you've got to do my dad or something." He said, "If you want, if you want, oh, if you him. if you're interviewing legends in the street yeah, art sector, it. you need yeah. to yeah. interview he's a good my dad himself." Actually, is he? Yeah, he rides Vato. Yeah, he's really cool, isn't he? Yeah. Really good. Yeah, it's good. Really good. Yeah. So you don't want to admit it, but he's a bit like me. <laughs> um, so, it, so obviously hip hop's played a massive part. Massive part. Um, where did the name Timber come from? Um, from them little moments at school when I used to like lose my rag. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look like a little baby-faced boy, don't I? But then I turn into a demon with frothy mouth. So, yeah, I can lose it quick. Or right. Scorpio, for God's sake. Right, fair right. enough. Um, look, at the start of this interview, like all my guests, I say, is there anything you want to talk about or not talk about? And you said to me, I could ask you anything, anything? you want. Yeah, yeah, um, obviously, it could be a bit of a delicate subject, but the reason why I like to ask the hard questions is because yeah, yeah. I want the audience to get to know you as an individual. Yeah, well, and also, that's, the, that's, and the, that's, the real, that's the real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also uh, as an artist. But also... Yeah. The birth of my podcast wasn't actually started with artists. So when I started the Stephen Sully study yeah, yeah. three years ago, yeah, yeah. it was to fill, fill a void for me and yeah. hopefully an audience that I, I've got. Yeah, and yeah. what I mean by that is 
There was no social media, just yeah, yeah. like you, yeah, when it. I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. There was no YouTube channel, and yeah. there was certainly no podcast. Yeah, yeah. And when I got out of school, I was a bit lost. I was thinking, what am I going to do with myself? Because mm. I, I had no idea. And there's the typical things, either go to the army, you know, be a builder, yeah, uh, yeah. be a plumber, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, looking back, had there been podcasts, that would have shaped maybe a direction. Now, thankfully, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've made the yeah, right thanks. decisions yeah, and yeah. I've, I've found my, my area. Yeah. But part of the reason why I like to ask good questions, hard questions, easy questions is so if someone's listening to this, they can learn from it and get yeah, yeah. a bit of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I've had a lot of people on this podcast, even a guy called Mark Craig. He's a street artist. He's, yeah, him, yeah. he's done a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff in... Um, uh, League Street Tunnels. Okay, um, really good guy. Yeah. He's he suffered quite a lot from like anxiety, mental health, and we spoke quite yeah, in yeah. depth on my podcast about that. Yeah. So, talk, yeah. talking to you, then I know you've had some of your own challenges. So, a few. <laughs> anything, a few. anything you want to volunteer and voice? Like, no, I mean, it's you know, it's a, a lot of it was um, sort of born from from the spray can itself, to be honest. Like, and and, and my artwork, I was um, I was poisoned by um, terps originally. Well, so I think that was kind of like what's that? What's that um, mean? You know, turpentine, like you're cleaning brushes with. Oh right, stuff. yeah. Like I had a, a reaction to that, so like that nearly killed me. And what sort of reaction? Um, if it, it, yeah, I could have had a brain hemorrhage. I was, I, I really, I, high level of toxins, like really, like dangerous. Because so I, uh, I guess it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't yeah. um, uh, publicized enough that you needed to wear the, yeah, the, the yeah, s- yeah. spray can masks. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, basically. My 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 issues came from a bit of my childhood, so okay. I, I used to suffer with anxiety and, and what they used to call manic depressive. Okay, um, as a child, like growing up, um, and then this sort of evolved into um, now I've got like a like a full sheet. So like I've got like bipolar, ADHD, um, anxiety, um, and I suffer. The most dramatic one is um, um, paranoid psychosis. Okay, um, which is the um, that's the terror. That's the the one that I'm 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 living successfully with, and I shouldn't be. You know what I mean. And that's due to my art. Yeah. You know, um, this has been over a twelve year period, um, se- seven suicide attempts, um, twice I died, and my partner brought me back. Um, well, she's the real hero, isn't she? She's, yeah, she is. She's, yeah. she's the one. She's the angel. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, and, and what I'm saying is, he's like, and that's because there's an illness that takes over your normal way of thinking. Because well, I'm sitting on the other side of the table to you, yeah. and to hear those things is almost like quite shocking. I'm, I'm a bit like taken back, and yeah. I'm actually in a lot of I've got a lot of respect for you because you're here talking about it quite calmly, yeah. and you're still alive, and you're clearly on a mission to become the best version of Temper. Now it looks oh, like, oh yeah, no, 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 no and yeah. and I think you're going to do that through your art and through your contribution towards yeah. the art market and graffiti, yeah, but. Talk to me about some of these episodes. I mean, how, like, you say you go through these 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 moments where, you know... Yeah, you know. I mean, I've, I've been institutionalised uh, an handful of times now. Um, the last time I was in a, uh, an institute was for, a, for, a, for like a, like a quite a long time, to be honest. Okay. Um, and I never thought I was going to come back out of it. I watched somebody, like, cut themselves in half in there. Really? On the waist, yeah. And they... they, they, they Done it to themselves, self-inflicted. Self-inflicted, yeah. And it's the, the, the difference is when you're in an institution like that is everybody's got a different reason for being in there and it's really like a time bomb every single minute you're in there. Do you know what I mean? And I thought I was still okay. And then I had people like with schizophrenia coming to me and saying, oh, is that nurse with you? 
because they, they, couldn't, they couldn't go more than three feet away from me because I was a danger to myself. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but you know what? It's like, like I say, I've got, I got, I got um, angels all the way around me. Yeah. Um, I had a career. Um, I've been very fortunate. So I've, I'm, I'm having the chance to, to sort of like live again. Yeah, reviving, whereas, reviving yeah, whereas, yourself. Yeah, whereas a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Yeah, you know they either they either are not with us through mistakes. Yeah, um, or the people around them are not there to support them. So, so um, I'm very lucky. I want to move on shortly to yeah, like yeah. you know what you've done in the art market a bit more. Your yeah. plan for the future, but just yeah. want to round off this section. So like yeah. I know there was uh, well fruit. the good thing about it is I do actually think there's a future now. So I can like clearly the epi- see there's a yeah. future, definitely. Now, with the episodes, like, you know, you actually live day to day, and every day is your last day, like, you know. So, um, I know through the spray cans and stuff, yeah, there yeah. was obviously poisoning, but yeah, then yeah. was there other things involved, like drink, drugs, and all the stuff that yeah, normally comes? Yeah, all the above, all the above, yeah, because, but it was happening to me, so I didn't know what was happening, so I, I used substances because I, I was trying to... Overcome calm, it. Yeah, calm my brain down. Yeah. It was like a firework going off. Yeah. Like a firework display going off. So... With Hamilton, yeah. and sorry to reference him all yeah, the time, no, but he's yeah, yeah, the no, person no, I, I, I know genuine, quite, yeah. quite quite well. Um, on his documentary, The Shadow Man, when he was doing the landscapes, yes. what people didn't realise, and it was highlighted in the documentary, is yeah. certainly the red landscapes was actually the blood going into a, a, into the syringe, into the hypodermis, oh, okay. which was creating okay. the bloody landscape. Okay. And yeah. it was a hidden message in his work, yes, like yes. when he was shooting up heroin and stuff. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Would you say, not trying to like you know, glorify drugs, yeah, yeah. but would you say actually some of the substances helped you become a lot more creative? I, I, I think I think there was one... I don't want to condone a, any type of negative like, sort of activity. Of like, course, but at yeah. the time for me, there were certain things that saved me because if it wasn't for that, like I wouldn't be able to comprehend what was going on. You know, the same way as like, you know, receiving like medication to help me with a chemical imbalance. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I was asked <coughs> to take those. And, and I wasn't asked to take those. That, that was told to me that that was bad and that was good. So I took both. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you, um, you know, like someone going through a similar sort of journey that yes. you've gone through in in, yes. in the mental health side of stuff? What Get a sort pet of, dog Im- immediately. I was going to say, what advice, what kind Get of tips? Get a pet dog immediately. And why would that help? Especially if you suffer with paranoia. Really? Yeah. Somebody, a dog that can sniff out anybody that's coming trying to kill you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, that's changed my life. Really? Yeah. Because I, I used to think people was coming through the walls and under the, the floorboards and looking through light bulbs and, yeah, I was in a real state. Like, really? But I've got an overactive mind anyway. Yeah. So when I had my dog, I'm thinking, well... Yeah, you felt secure. Yeah, he's but also behind any doors or anything, so and, it's all right. And also, a dog is... There's no there's no filter on a dog. They they literally give you oh, all the love everything. and all the attention everything. and all yeah. the concentration that yeah. you need. yeah. And it I've doesn't. Got, I've got a smaller beard though, because it keeps on licking me. You know. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so look, um, bar bar that then. The yeah. get, getting a dog. Is there any other tips that you um, want to give someone? Yeah, I mean, always talk to people. Like always share. Always be open about it. Because the one thing I did is I I, I actually had all these strange things going on in my head and, and didn't know how to re- react to them. So I was reacting to people, and people was just thinking I was just a fucking arsy artist. You know, but I was really suffering inside and I didn't know, I was desperate. And there were several times when I sort of shouted out and and the, the friends around you and family around you, if you get an inkling that they're actually shouting out or just trying, 
you feel like your gut instinct and trying to say something, there's a real deep problem and you need to be there for them, you know. It's, um, yeah, because everybody's in pain, especially coming out of this, you know, this pandemic, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I actually says I feel more normal now because I've seen every normal person turn into somebody that's like conspiracy theories, panic, depression. And I mean, they've actually crossed, it's crossed paths with me mm. now. And I think that, I mean, you know, I've had normal people sort of feel suicidal around me, you know. Mm. And um, so I've been, uh, luckily for me, I've been through everything I've gone through and I've got some of the some of the ways of getting through that for the people that are desperate now. So that's been that's been that's been a, a, an help for me as well, as well as other people, because coming out of everything that was going on, it was, it was quite shocking, wasn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? So I definitely agree with that. I think I think I think in some ways the pandemic has look, you know, it's easy for me to say who's not in government. Um, it's a very hard decision they had yeah, to yeah. make. Yeah, yeah. I think the lockdown might have benefited maybe the the virus, but then people's social um, mental health oh, yeah. and their social interaction. I, I don't think it's unfolded yet, though. I, f- I think it's caused major damage, yeah, and I, I think, think it's also divided yet. a lot of people, you it know? Does, yeah. It really yeah. has. Yeah. You know, even the whole conversation of, I know, I don't want to really want to go yeah, into I know, it. I but know like, where you're going. But yeah. vaccinated, unvaccinated, is it yeah. a real thing? Is yeah, it not a real thing? Yeah, and, and, and people are having arguments about it. Yeah, and then on it. top of that, people losing their jobs, etc. Yeah. And I'm going back to the, the My point... My son was bit in the face because he, he didn't want to talk to somebody about Brexit. Oh, right. I mean, that's how disturbed our communities yeah. are now. It just seems like everyone's very, very angry and very, very, yeah, yeah. you know, troubled by the whole I'm entire the, thing. I'm the most sane person you're ever going to meet now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else has gone mad. <laughs> um, okay, your, your, your market now then, okay? Yeah. So you've had a lot of success and you've worked with some of the biggest household names as far as um galleries are concerned yeah, yeah. are you allowed to list a few who you who you work no, with well i mean some of the like corporates that i've worked with coca-cola um chelsea football club um bench chelsea BBC. i'm a chelsea supporter yeah yeah no i yeah. did the, i did the players lounge nice so i did that for mr abramovich um yeah just i mean Aer Lingus, guinness i mean all the corporates i mean i was like um, I, I had like different different areas of where my specialty was. I can understand markets like early on for for this art form, and I was like quite um, finger on the pulse. I am now, you know what I mean. But like I'm a bit more um, choosy with what I do now. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've got a, a, an handful of things that's on the on the table at the moment, um, which I'm thankful again for, because I think people was just waiting for me to sort of step back in. You know, but I want—I didn't want to come back in until I was consistent, until I was ready again. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's an unfair relationship that I've got with Temper. You know, Temper's a public figure, especially in the Midlands. More, I mean, more than down here. In the Midlands, there's a responsibility to Temper. Um, and Aaron Bird wasn't fit enough to be Temper. So I had to try and pull everything up. And, and coming out of that, I've got another artist as well coming out, um, which is A. Bird, which is a surrealist. I was going to ask you about this because yeah. I think you're the only person that I've ever interviewed where you're you speak to the third person almost. You know, yeah, like, my, like my your, doctor's at this your, a psychiatric ward. They wants me to write a, 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 a complete novel about it. They couldn't they couldn't get their head around it because I was talking as fourth person. It, you're t- <laughs> so you, so just for the benefit of the viewers, it's like you're talking about the alias or the persona that you step into my, when you're the when you're creating. Of my soul. Okay. Yeah. So, so so how how many versions are there? I think there's probably five right now. Okay. Probably five right now. So you've got Aaron, Aaron, which is me, as my born 
okay. my born. Um, and then you've got um, A Bird, which is a surrealist, and, and it's a grown-up version of, a, of an artist. So, like, you know, it explores, like, architecture and pencil drawings and just, you know, conspiracy theories and ancient ruins and everything great like that. Temper's always been um, models around, like, everything that, like, inspired him as growing up. So, like, B-boyism, hip-hop, pop art, you know, iconics and stuff like that, and graffiti. Um, and I've got another guy coming out called Mr. Seymour. Okay. Who's a bit more of a character, okay. I would say. <laughs> but he's been brewing for a while now. Okay. I'm pulling a twitch in my eye. <laughs> um, when, so, okay, so, like... When you go to the market now with your yeah. artwork, yeah. will it literally be either Temper, A Bird, or it could be these different versions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a different strategy and a different style for oh, each yeah, and every so single different one. People. So it's completely different people. I mean, A Bird, I can't be in the same room as him when he's, when he's creating. And do you feel like. What I'm saying is, there's Temper. I'm sitting here as Temper. So it's Temper. I've got, you know, Aaron's really uh, private and. Wouldn't want to sit here and talk to anybody, you know. Temper can, and a bird has got something else to to, to follow. Do you know what I mean? He would he would want to talk to you about something a bit more abstract. Okay, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the growing sketch? I haven't. No. The big eleven foot one pencil drawing. Um, uh, not too sure. Maybe <laughs> That's if a bird. Okay. I think Aaron from Dark Circle has shown me a few things before. Yeah, yeah. yeah all all fantastic stuff. But yeah, um, thank you. God bless. R- really is. Yeah, um. Yeah, it's really interesting hearing that. So when one of them takes over, is it almost like being possessed by that character? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, what it is it, 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 it's a train of thought. So, like, Temper's quite aggressive. I mean, the name spells it out, really. Like, it's quite aggressive. So even when I'm painting, I'm doing these lovely, gentle paintings with aerosol. I, I mean, my posture and everything changes. I mean, I've took my hat off because I'm hot. But, like, I always put an hat on when I'm painting as Temper. I don't know what it is. It's like it just I change my even my body changes and everything. My, my, and and it's it's all hip hop and it's all like attitude and and it's like because that's how I am as temper, you know. Can your family notice who's in the room without even speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my partner and my children they know I was there. Yeah, and and they've had to know about the poorly temper. See, we got times you buy too. Because you've got the good version of temper, the poorly version of temper, the good version of Aaron Bird, and the bad version of Aaron Bird. So you, I mean, if you're looking at five five personas, you're looking at ten people. You know what I mean? I'm an army myself, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it definitely makes you interesting. Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's all creative. Yeah. You know? I mean, one person said to me like that. Look, one one person, if they use their brain cells in a certain way, and they're like this all the time, yeah. You're only going to go from A to B. Whereas with me, I've gone to C, D, E, F. I've travelled around my brain. It's like the universe. So that's all I'm doing is delivering the universe. That's it. It's good. Do you know what I mean? It's a good take on it. <laughs> so, so okay. Um, I know you mentioned about the corporates. Yeah. Uh, which galleries have you worked with? Castle? Castle. I said castle then. I don't normally say castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Castle. 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 Um, what, what, sound, sound like a South Londoner yeah, now. Yeah, all right, Gav. All right, uh, geezer. Yeah, geezer, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've, I've um, White Wall, I've, I've worked with all the High Street um, galleries, um, and I've worked with like um, boutique galleries and, and private commercial galleries and stuff like that. Um, all the way along, um, and, and like I've got a difference between exhibitions and collections. 
So I've got 28 consecutive sellout collections, um, which is, you know, it's been bred from, like, the support of Adding the Midlands, mainly. But I've done shows down here, but, like, I just sort of come in and go out and, yeah. you know, swoop in and swoop out. Yeah. Um, but every time I've come down here, I've done Sprite or Sprite Urban Games or, do you know what I mean? When I come down, I do something. Yeah. Sarchi and Sarchi, whatever. How how have you seen the landscape of graffiti street art morph and change since you started as a kid at 11 years of age? Oh, it's massive, massively changed. It's like the B-boy thing. You know, I look at the Koreans now, what they're doing with the B-boys. I mean, I'm looking at, like, also I was saying to Aaron from Dark Circle Clothing, when people are in the UK, I'm like, oh, yeah, I had this big ghetto blaster and I was wearing this and I was wearing that. The first time I was wearing a baseball cap, a person said to me, where'd you get the American hat from? I mean, that's how new it was. And it wasn't lying on, it was cardboard. and It wasn't a ghetto blaster, it was a mono tape deck. It was like kind of like, you know, I've got no, there's no um, what's it, fiction involved in my story. I can, I can tell you where, when the ghetto blasters come in, one in 81, you know, it was a mono, you know. And with graffiti, it was the same. You know, I've seen people go from tagging into murals. And, then, and I've seen it years ago when it turned into the stencil art thing. I mean, I, I, I've got... How do you feel about stencil art? Well, I do, I do stencils. I do stencils myself. Okay. You know, if you look at my popcorn collection. Yeah. Like I repeat, twenty-eight tempers to, to create an image. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I've ever used a stencil as such. But I, I, I like I like stencil art. It's okay. I like urban art. I like street art. You know what I mean? I like mural art. Yeah. They're, but they're all separate issues for me. Sorry, they're all separate issues for me. I mean, I come from the 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 pedigree of graffiti art. Which I think is a different thing altogether. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's great muralists now, you know, they can paint a good picture, you know, but it's massive and it's like, it's with the mentality of a mural artist. Okay. You know what I mean? They could be using paintbrushes for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the can. I'm from that traditional route, you know. Yeah. But I will keep on pushing it. Um, so, <laughs> it is really sorry, hot in here. Okay, so um, describe to me some of your typical and my favourite body body of, of works by by Temper. What would you say it's like, and describe it? I would say um, my photo realism um, with the spray can. I would think I've been at the forefront of that all the way through. Um, you know, from the first collection in two thousand and two, which was the Good Die Young. Um, they kind of say that I'm like a. a and sort of an hidden gem in the culture because everybody paints like iconics now, but nobody's doing it like with a can before me. Nobody. I mean, you can check on the on the web. Two thousand and two, smashed it, and every contemporary art gallery and commercial gallery followed suit from that success. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. fact. I mean, I have got no doubt about that. And then when I did the Palace Whitehall Palace, and I did um, Post Graphite, I still think it's unequaled by anybody. I mean, it can't be equal. Amazing. No. Yeah, it can't be equal. I mean, that was, it was fascinating, the, the process that I did. No trickery, no changing nozzles, just me and a can. And um, that says it's like a Michelangelo. So. Raw and authentic. I love it. I love the can. It comes yeah. out 130 miles an hour, the paint does. And I have to control that. I I'm a control freak, so, <laughs> you know. Um, how... What are we going to expect from Temper moving forward? What type of work? Um, well, first of all, I'm going to be consistent because my health's back. So, yeah, that's the, that's the first thing. That a- I'll, amen to that, mate. Yeah, thank you. God bless. 
Um, and secondly, I'll, I'll, I'm going to push the boundaries of the spray can. Okay. You know, more than I've done with anything that I've done before. Um, and, and yeah, there's lots of um, narrative. You know, I've got 78 concepts of collections that I want to do. I've sold out 28. I want to sell out another 70-odd. Lovely stuff. You know what I mean? And it's not about the money. It's about the success that it creates and the doors it opens up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had children. I, I mean, one of the best things that I've ever done was I did a portrait of a child who, who had a freak accident in a boat and his parents. And I mean, I, I'm not going to do the old story, but <clears throat> like, basically his parents thanked me for bringing their son back to them. Wow. I mean, you know, and I mean, I did, I did um, the Sprite can at the time and everybody was talking about the Sprite can and I was like, you don't know the real success, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. You know? Yeah, so like a priceless kind of uh, achievement. They there. talk to that canvas yeah. as if the sun's still there. As an artist, you can't that's, beat that. That's amazing. Yeah. You, you said something there, which uh, I do definitely agree with, and it resonates with me, which was, you know, opening doors and, you know, it's basically success, opening doors for more success. Yeah. But you also mentioned about the money, okay? Yeah, and yeah. This, this is a point I want to get, yeah, yeah. get onto as well. Yeah. You've obviously got art for the creativity, the yeah. narrative, the story, uh, yeah, yeah. to talk about, yeah. you know, a, a journey that an artist yeah, yeah. or an era has gone through. Yeah. And people use that to decorate their homes, their offices, uh, their properties, collect, just enjoy it. And like yeah, you yeah. just said, talk yeah. to the painting, you know, really get, get, yeah, yeah. get, get connected. Yeah. But there's another side to art, which is the trading. Yeah, I've just recently done a art and finance course with Sotheby's. I didn't have to, yeah, but yeah. I just thought yeah. I'm in the art market. I kind yeah. of should probably do yeah, something yeah. like you can that. Teach me if you're thinking to. So uh, to be honest, I'm really ready a bit. And anyway, I've I done it for six weeks. We yeah. we passed it. Me and my business partner. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it was to do with like the trading of art and how historically artists have certain yeah, yeah. artists have gone to strength to strength. Yeah, yeah. Jean-Michel Basquiat is one of the key yeah, ones. Yeah. Back yeah. in the 70s Big and 80s, yeah, yeah. his canvas works were selling for $10,000. Yeah, yeah. One sold in 2017 for $110.5 yeah, million, yeah. which is mind-blowing. And yeah. and that's not just one. He's had multiple yeah. multi-million pound yeah. sales. I'm happy to have a couple of them. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, yeah. as an artist yeah. who's in it for the creativity yeah. and also to express yourself, Yeah. How do you feel? What's your view? What's your take on when people are trading it and, and the amount of money that is generated from art? Well, in, in, in the graffiti art market, I think I'm the only one to generate 21 million. You know, and that's what, I, that's what I've done with my hand. You know, just with my one hand, which is incredible. So they, when, they, when they calculate it, I've made about 21 million. Amazing. Not for myself, but like the, my, my Ge- graffiti has generated that. Yeah, in sales. Yeah. yeah. So it was nothing. And then my aunt created something, made 21 million. So, like, uh, I was going to get on to uh, an obvious name, which is Banksy. And obviously, uh, Bristol... I love him. I just know a lot of 10,000 wannabes. Yeah. Bristol, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, you know, Midlands, etc. That was kind of, like, the the birth of that movement. Yeah, yeah. When you see someone like Banksy's pieces going, I think the last auction was, like, 16.1, 16.2 million pounds. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel when you see that kind of stuff? I think it's a different genre. I think it's a different, it's a different tool that's getting them there. Um, Mar- marketing, clever marketing, uh, clever without, stunts. Without question. I mean, but it's still deserved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I say, I mean, I've, I, 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 I've, I've met him on several occasions. I think he's great. Robin, his name, yeah? 
I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I, I know he's very good looking if you listen to this. <laughs> no no um, comment. Yeah. Is that like a bro code not to say 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 stuff in the street art like sector? I, I, no, I mean, he's, he does what he does. I'm a okay. completely different different take. Cool. I mean, I, I, I love the ability with the spray can. Um, and, you know, and, and the messages that I put in there are similar to what you're saying about, you know, about your artist. It's like, it's kind of like, it, it's it's in there. It's not there. It's it's not in your face. So I'm like, instead of a, being like um, Rambo, I'm more like a ninja. I'll come in and quiet and I'll kill, every, I'll kill everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> my work. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm... I'm 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 happy with where my career's gone. I'm happy where I've gone personally, and I'm glad to be on the road back. But I'll never I'll never run anybody down for doing what they're doing, especially if they're the first generation of what they're doing and then the originals. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, I love Banksy's work. I think it's great. There's a place for it. Um, you know, I've I've had a relationship with him a few times. Do you know what I mean? So, what's he like as an individual? I think he was a nice nice lad. I think he's a nice lad, and um, to be honest, like a, a lot of media when when off when he first started coming out, a lot of media was trying to get like me to have bad words to say about him, but I, I couldn't. You know, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. I interviewed a guy called Black the Rat. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it, yeah. from from Paris over over Zoom, yeah. and uh, he's a really nice guy. And funny enough. Richard Hamilton is known as a Godfather of street art, dubbed yeah, yeah. by the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. But Black the Rat is dubbed as yeah, the it. Godfather of yeah, stencil yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. And when I asked him some questions about about Banksy, I was expecting him to say some really bad stuff. No, no, In actual fact, it was it, it was the opposite. And his words were to me, yeah. "I thank Banksy because." Because his market's gone so well, as in Banks' is, he's, he's actually he's actually he's yeah, actually yeah. pushed up, up, yeah. up, up his market yeah. and made him a lot of money off the back I mean, end I, of it. I mean, I had Blind Mice Clothing in '94, and I was doing a stencil mouse. But I mean, I don't go around saying, "Oh yeah, Banksy copied me." Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, he does what he does, and he does it well. Yeah, you know, and um, and I and I'm I'm very thankful that he, he thinks I'm a great painter as well. That's good. And, and so, like, I've never gone into this tip for tap crap. You know what I mean? I mean, there was a group of us at one point where you didn't have like 10 million people doing graffiti. There was probably 12 people in this country doing it professionally. And that's it. And I was one of them, thankfully. He was one, and he was one, and he was one, and he was one. But at one point, you couldn't even get paint. I was the sole distributor of the paint in this country at one point because there weren't, there weren't even a market. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But we kept with it, and we stuck with it. I think that's a bit of a... A uh, bit of a lesson there, isn't it? To anyone yeah. venturing into any sector, whether you're a painter, yeah. athlete, business person, it's about sticking at your craft. Yeah, yeah. How important has that been for you? I mean, I've I've been to mental institutes. I've gone broke. I've gone from having a million pounds to nothing. You know what I mean? I've gone through everything. Lost lost time with my children. I've done everything for my art. I got no. I got. I, I can't do any more than what I'm doing. Mm. I follow my path and I'm true to it. Good. Is there any artists that you have collaborated with? Um, I've collaborated with a few people. Like, I mean, I share management now with Willard Wigan, and we're going to do like um, a couple of pieces with each other. So that's something that I plan to do. Um, I've, I'm not really collaborated with anybody like that, but um, I'm hoping to. There's a famous photographer who we've, we've been talking about collaborating. So can I know? You, yes. Well, I'm, we, we spoke to Clive Adam Smith. Okay. So, yeah, who I think is one of the most amazing 
creatives this country's ever generated. Okay, that's cool. That's very, very exciting. Yep. And um question I, I like to ask all artists or anyone in, 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 in business or, yeah, or yeah. anything. Um, you spoke about your background and the culture and hip-hop and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bar that stuff, is there any artist that has really inspired you or you've drawn some, you know, I motivation mean, from? Me and Dali have got, well, A. Bird and Dali have got, uh, obviously, a connection, okay. which is, like, a bit, a bit weird. Um, but... As as Aaron, I, I always looked at Dali anyway. I think I think Dali was really. I don't think that people have got to the the layers of him yet, even though like he's still celebrated as one of the masters of all time. Um, and also Edward Byrne Jones, um, who was a pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood. Okay. Um, and I think and William Morris. I think William Morris. But I don't look at other people. I, I actually look at my own what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people like you. You know, they go, oh, I'm inspired by so-and-so. I've never really done that. I've never really done it. I mean, I've probably, you know, done my own thing, like, and it's probably been close to somebody else's kind of thing, but it's been, it's been from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and and I'm, it's like around my area, I'm a, I'm a royalist, I like the Queen, but in my area, they ain't accepted, because I feel like that, I feel like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't bothered what the people don't like. That's fair enough, yeah. You know that's I mean? authentic and true yeah, to that's yourself. It. That's it. Um, Talk to me. That's why I don't like looking at the Sex Pistols artwork. Okay. Yeah. When I say God save the Queen, I mean it. Yeah. You know I mean? Um, talk to me about a typical collector of Tempers work. Who, who, who are they? Well, I've had everybody from... I had this one guy who collected my work who owns a graffiti removal company. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, which I think is really... How, how ironic. That's, that's all yeah. in his offices. Yeah, he's got it all in his offices. Um, I've got um, um, people that are worth... Lots and lots of money, and I've got people that have saved up all their life savings and sold cars. And it, I mean, the, the collectors are wonderful. In the secondary art market, if you look for Tempest work, like there's not really a secondary art market for it. And I haven't played, I, I, I don't play games and I don't mess about, I'm just doing what I do, and, and, it, and it unfolds in the right way. And for my art, as a person, it folds fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? But as an artist, you always, it, it, I mean, Robbie Williams. Don't really care for him, like, but he said one comment which was, I accidentally fell upwards. And I, that's kind of like what temper, temper accidentally falls upwards. He's got like a Midas touch. You don't mean to be, it's just, it's authentic. I believe in it when I'm painting. Yeah. You know, and I'll always do that as long as I live. You're trusting the process, basically. I trust the can. I trust the, I, I trust my heritage. I trust my, my, my B-boyism. I trust my hip hop. I trust everything that's like real to me. Yeah, you know. I mean, I've got no arse cheeks, so when I wear trousers, my arse trousers hang down. That's not a hip hop thing. That's my physical appearance. So I'm on hip hop all the way. Do you know what I mean? That's how it is. We we'll have to get you squatting in the gym, then, mate. Yeah, no, no, I ain't yeah. squatting nowhere, bro. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, my back was to the wall at the institute. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, uh, projects are uh, abroad. Yes. Like, um, have you ever done any? Have I've you got any offered, goals? I've been offered 38-day collections, like um, tours in Brazil, um, stuff at the Monaco Grand Prix. I've been offered loads of stuff. I've never really travelled about There's always something happening here. And I've got to be honest, like, I'm so proud to be, like, British and representing, like, the British graffiti, you know, sort of um, art form. I was going to say scene then, but I don't want to say that. Um, but, yeah, so I've kind of, like... I, I just concentrating on my own stuff. I mean, I'm more charitable now since I was poorly. I mean, I went through a stage where I was banking so much money 
that like I, 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 like I listen to idiots around me telling me I've got to behave a certain way. And then now I've sort of like re-registered, hit the, hit the deck, and then I'm rising back up and I can see the, the reason why I've had to do that. And like I'm, I'm, I'm making donations and helping people now, whereas I never used to do that. So that's, that, that's, that's a part of the success for me now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. I know you said about selling like 70 other... Um, you know, uh, portfolios of art, yeah, bodies I mean, of artwork. But if they don't sell, as long as they're selling people's minds, that's what I mean. Like when I say, like, I mean, I've got you know, like um, twenty-eight consecutive sellout collections, and they're real sales. Yeah. Um, but going forward, like, it's the it's do people buy it? Yeah. So my mentality now is, I'm the buying it. I bothered about that. I'm the buying it because I've got more of a message now after going through what I've gone through. So, so bar that goal and that vision, which yeah. no doubt you're going to hit, yeah, well, um, five, ten, fifteen years from now, yeah, where yeah. do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing, and what do you want? What else you want to achieve? I believe I'll be the biggest name in art in this country at one point. Really, hundred percent. I love that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's good. I don't know how or why, but Mother Universe has told me. <laughs> so I'm either crackers or I'm going to do it. I believe you're going to do it, no, mate. Thank you very much. So look, I want to round off this podcast. Is there anything that I haven't asked you or any, any other points that you want to raise? Yes, um, can I have a photograph with you as well, please? Yeah, of course, afterwards, I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, mate. I, well, listen, it's mutual. You've got a beautiful voice. I could get to sleep with that. Beautiful, it's comforting. <laughs> I've never had that in my life, but I'll, I'll take that one. It's very comforting. A- anything you want to share? Anything, um, anything else? No, just keep an eye out. We've got, we've got a new team now. We've got a new management. I'm, I'm, I'm completely surrounded by people protecting me. Okay. Um. So, you know... If anybody needs any um, like advice, if you're coming into the art market and you want any advice, if I can help you in any way, please call me out, and I will help because it's it's better for all of us to get through than none of us. So, like anybody, any young kids that are like suffering with mental health who want to do art, you know, come and check me. I'm your man. I'll help you. I'll give you advice. I can. I've been through it. You don't need to bang your head. Do you know what I mean? So let these people come to me if they need me. I'm an angel as well. So I can do that and um, keep your eye out for my work. And if you don't see it now, like you know what I mean, you're blind. Where where can people find you, Temper? Um, Instagram artist known as Temper. We've got a new website coming, um, Temper.vision. So www.temper.vision, um, and you'll see us a lot more awareness around like, the social media stuff and that. You know what I mean? But I'm too busy doing what I do. Letting everybody else do that. So. Mm. But we've got a new team now, and it's exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. Right, this is the last question. Okay. Uh, my catchphrase, my slogan, my uh, mantra yeah. is be happy, never content. Yes. Um, you might have heard me say this a few times. Yeah. Certainly my audience has. I've got my own version of what that means to yeah. me. I yeah, come up it. come up yeah, with yeah. it um, when I first got into business for myself. Yeah. If I were to ask Temper, what does be happy, never content mean to you? Don't stop. Just keep moving. Good stuff. Right, if, you, um, if you've enjoyed this, please follow Tempo. Oh, and at the end, I'd say, well, then. Well, that's, that's an habit of mine as well. I always say, well, then. <laughs> well done. You know I mean? <laughs> um, please follow Tempo. Check out his work. Fantastic guy, fantastic artist, and no doubt there's going to be some projects with us in the future. Um, if you're enjoying these episodes, refer it to friends, family, um, share it, comment, all that good stuff, and be happy, never content. Thank you oh, very God much. Bless you, man. God nice bless one. you. Nice one. Thank Cheers. you, brother.